Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Aaron. And this is Beyond the Ranch. Hey, Aaron, what do cows celebrate on December 31st? New Year's Eve. <laughs> Moo Year's Eve. Aaron and Mike bring you into their world. It's not just chickens and the Angus herd. So take off your boots, relax, and go beyond the ranch. That's ridiculous. I have to stop getting jokes from kids. <laughs> I think this is part of the problem. I have this whole thing going on where I pick up Mackenzie and Grace from school, and there's two or three kids that have to come out and tell me uh, kids' jokes, uh-huh. which is actually kind of like the highlight of my day because they all they come out and hey Mike, how are you? And they, uh, you know, they they always have. I don't think they listen to the podcast. Oh, of course, but not. I think that. <laughs> Can you uh, imagine if an eight year old was listening <laughs> to the podcast? I think that you know it's just it's just something fun for them to do, and and, and it's really cool because they do. Um, I, I even I even seen I've seen a couple parents, and they're like, "Why are you talking to that man?" Well, tell the story when you were at Art Day. Okay, so this week, well, no, last week. Was it last week? No, no, just a week ago. Okay, so a last little week. over a week ago. So it's we uh, both of the kids had art day at school, and basically what that is is during their art period, um, they invite parents to come and hang out with them, and they have like little. Did you just crack your knuckles? I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that that showed up on audio, but that was pretty impressive. Um, they uh, they invite parents in to, to hang out with the kids during their art period, and, and they have like little stations set up, you know, projects, you know, make snowflakes here and color here, and we made ornaments in another station. And Mackenzie, uh, and, and actually I was a little bit late because your high tunnel was trying to blow apart. Yeah. Um, so we had to fix that. But uh, went in a little bit late. Got sat down with Mackenzie, and we were at the coloring station or something like that, and we're coloring pictures together. And I hear a kid behind me say, Dad, that guy's on TV. And the dad obviously didn't believe him. Yeah, I mean, no, what, as, can you believe anything a second grader says, really, no. honestly? <laughs> so the dad's just like, uh-huh, yeah, sure. And he's like, no, that's Mackenzie's dad, and he's on TV, which I'm not. I'm not on TV. I'm on your TV, maybe, if you watch YouTube yeah. on your TV. But, uh, you know, the, the dad was just like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever, you know, kind of thing. And I was just laughing. Not really. I mean, <laughs> laughing on the inside. I didn't laugh on the outside because then they would have known that I was, you know, eavesdropping. But, you know, stuff like that happens occasionally. And, and the, obviously the kid was right in a way. Yeah. But I'm sure but that they don't parents... understand the difference between like YouTube and TV. I mean, it's it's essentially all the same to our kids you yeah know, like. and it's it's we've had people come to us at farmer's market and say hey watch you on tv and it's like well, i was on tv yeah like no i wasn't on tv i might have been on your tv the, well the lines of media are blurred there is so much um you know one of the new things that we're starting this week is the instagram stories we were just talking about this and when we finish the podcast we're going to put a little clip of what we're doing up on up on instagram stories i still am not 100% clear about what it is or why we do it's it. It's just short little video clips. Apparently, and But I, it doesn't have to be video. It can no, be it can be pictures and you can put captions and you can... I think so how you does can, this differ from... Okay, in Instagram, the way that I know it is you put up pictures every yeah. once in a while and you say, it's like Twitter, or yeah. when you, you know you say, this is what I'm, you know, here's what's going on on the ranch or here's a picture of a cow or yeah. uh, whatever. So how does this differ from just putting up something every once in a while? I don't know. People like them. <laughs> I watch Instagram stories from people that I follow. It's just a different way to interact. Like we can do polls. Um, we can ask people questions. They can answer back. There's a lot of bells and whistles to Instagram stories. Um, it automatically pushes over to Facebook. So what we put on Instagram also will show up on Facebook stories. I never watch Facebook stories. 
Um, and now YouTube, I don't think we have access to YouTube stories, but I don't think so. some Maybe creators are getting access to YouTube stories. Um, it's, so it's just a different way. I think what you'll see, just like what you see on Instagram and Facebook and stuff now, I mean, like we post videos and pictures and stuff, but it, it's the stuff that doesn't necessarily make it into videos, the more like day-to-day what we consider, I don't want to say it's like boring, but you know, you it's, know, there's obvious, there's things that happen around here that I don't ever think about breaking out. In fact, this is funny. I had a, I had a guy send me an email uh, a couple days ago. I just got around to answering it, and it was a young kid named Hunter. If you're listening, Hunter, hi. Uh, he wrote me an email and said, "I want to start my own farm YouTube channel. What's the biggest piece of advice you can give me?" and there's 500 pieces of advice oh, yeah. that I can give somebody. But one Don't of the things that I said was, you know, film everything because you never know when something exciting is going to happen that could be yeah. a, the make it or break it for a video. And I'm horrible about not filming everything because I do go out and I feed the pigs and I do it every day. So it's like, you know, do I want to take a video? And then and then a pig does something cute or climbs on top of another one or jumps out of the fence or whatever else happens. And it's like, oh, I should have had a camera going. Yeah. But, I think in the beginning we were much more like mindsetted towards like film everything, post Instagram almost every day like and I I mean kind of gotten lazy about it trying to like my goal I guess if you want to you know it's New Year's like we can talk about resolutions or whatever like we have around 3,000 Instagram followers um you know I think I've always handled the Instagram and like a majority of the Facebook post otherwise you do you do like YouTube posts to Facebook like videos and stuff right um I've kind of handled the more you know, the day-to-day stuff. Um, my goal is kind of to work on growing our Instagram following in the new year. Um, it's a whole different, each social media platform has a whole different algorithm. Um, supposedly Instagram stories is really the way to grow your channel and your following channel, uh, following on Instagram. So, uh, I enjoy watching Instagram stories. I thought we would try it out. Like I said, they automatically push to Facebook. So you can also watch them on Facebook. Um, yeah, we'll see. I might be all like super gung ho about this for like two weeks. And then, uh, <laughs> it also heavily relies on you though, to take more video while you're out and about. Right. So the mundane, like we we're talking, like some stuff just becomes mundane. It's every day. Yeah. You can't and make a video about pig, feeding the pigs every week. I like, can't make a video about feeding the cows every day. No, you we've know, done that. It's, it's just, <laughs> it is just kind of taking that stuff that's either behind the scenes, which I think is probably the way to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff that you maybe not norm, you won't normally see like us recording a podcast. Um, you know, that kind of thing and being able to, so if you really do want some of the behind the scenes stuff, I mean, maybe this is the way, uh, to get it out there and do it in a way that's economical on time for us. Yeah. It's super fast. You know, we're looking at like 10 second video clips and like little, uh, like vlog style selfie videos of us talking. I mean, it's, and I think what we forget is like, we see the pigs and the cows. Well, you see the pigs and the cows every single day. Um, we can't make a video about that every single day or every week. You know, they can't show up in every video. There's the content's essentially not that interesting. People would get bored of it, but it doesn't mean that they don't want to see the pigs and the cows more often. Right. You know, yeah, and sometimes we go weeks on YouTube and not show a cow and not show a cow. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want more pigs and chickens and cows, um, and barn cats and, yeah. you know, all the other stuff that's that, that we're running into every day. Um, mm-hmm. Here's a good example, like the, 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 the predator issue. 
Like a lot of times when I have to deal with predators, I don't have a camera with me. Number one, I don't have the time to grab a camera, and a get it pod. set up, do all this, and then go out and chase a fox or a badger away. It's more of a instantaneous, but I do have my phone with me everywhere I go. Yeah, but so, you also, you know, need to hold a gun. So I don't know how that's yeah. going to work. But, yeah. you know, we're going to... Depends think, on what you hold at the club end and then you just <laughs> whack them over the head with it. That takes two hands. I do think it's something that, or, you know... Through the new year, we're going to work on, uh, you know, more of the everyday short clips animals because they're popular. Mm-hmm. Um, the, yeah. th- this podcast today, what we're what we're kind of aiming for here, and we, when we come into a podcast, a lot of times we don't really have a, a topic or anything to go into. But one of the things that I thought might be interesting is we have a, a video coming out on Sunday that's going to, is like, like our year in review. We go back, we take a look at the most popular videos, we talk about uh, subscriber growth, we talk about view growth and how that matters and that kind of stuff. But there is this whole, you know, we're heading into a new year mm-hmm. and we've got 60, I don't even know how many subscribers we have, 65,000 or something like that. 64 and change 64 and or change. something. So, you know, as we head into a new year, if we want to keep growing with this, you know, what are those resolutions that we have to make on behalf of our Wyoming life, on the behalf of YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever that we can do um, to be able to grow what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, you know, we have um, what we call the barn owls. The barn owls are a group of people who are insanely tied to our Wyoming life. Now, the, none of these people I have known before in my life. And these are people who came through, came to us through our Wyoming life who have uh, a background in marketing, um, you know, whatever else they might have that they can, they've, they've offered up their services mm-hmm. um, over the past year, because this is a relatively new thing. Uh, and they said they wanted to help us in some way or another. Now I had to come up with a way to get these people into an area where they could help us. I didn't want to be on the phone every other day with somebody else and and tra- but I wanted to put these group of people together to be able to say, okay, now this is kind of like our our supporting cast almost. Yeah. So we've created a Facebook group, which is a secret, super secret, private Facebook group. You can't group, find it. <laughs> um, that these people can get together in and they can help us out with what we're doing. And and that, that they are helping us move into the new year as well because obviously, you know, us coming from a radio and broadcasting background, there's things that we know about marketing. There's things that we know about certain things. But, you know, when it comes to other things like sponsorships mm-hmm. or, um, you know, honestly, like a lot of it is just reaching people like there are people on the, in the barn owls who don't have a background in marketing but they're passionate but they're, but about they're the passionate channel about what we do yeah and they're they're the ones that they're my sounding board and i can go to and say hey i'm thinking about doing this kind of video what do you think of that or they'd be like oh, that's stupid why would you do that or they can be like oh my god that's amazing you should do that i think you know? the great thing about the barn owls is like they kind of they help in so many ways and we're constantly like adding to their workload, which is amazing that they're <laughs> that they're willing to do something. Yeah, that they're willing to take that on for us because they don't have to. They're not getting paid. Um, it's essentially like we have staff without like handing out paychecks. So thank you, barn owls. <laughs> um, but I think the nice thing about them is they. Um, you know, just like we're talking about with Instagram, like the mundane becomes mundane for us, and mm-hmm. and the grind of YouTube. Like we got to take Christmas off, and just doing two videos and well and having a live stream which essentially requires minimal production like you do right. put videos together yeah. and stuff but like man it's been nice this week and you know i feel like we're stuck in this like 
Like we're on like the hamster wheel. Like every, you know, it's like on Sunday, like about 10 o'clock, like we start having the conversation about like what you're doing for Tuesday and Tuesday barely gets out. And it's, you know, what's, what are we doing for Thursday? And so we're just constantly like stuck on this wheel of like, put out videos, put out videos, put out videos, come up with new ideas, be creative. And it gets hard. Mm -hmm. And here's a perfect example with the, with the barn owls is I, I did that last history video and they knew it was coming. We had talked about it a little bit. Um, one of the barn owls, one of our friends on there said, um, I think I, I think I actually mentioned it. I said, I wonder if I could do this, this shot where I walk out of an old picture and I'm black and white and then the picture fades away and now we're in modern times, you know, kind of thing. Um, that video did, that, that shot made it into the video. Mm-hmm. But when I mentioned it, I didn't have a damn clue how to do it. And it was, and it was like, oh my gosh, that would be so awesome. You should do that. I, I didn't have the heart to tell anybody that I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. I so, think they keep us on our toes and like keep us like pushing forward. Right. And, is, doing, and trying new things because yeah. like it took time to do that and time that they didn't even see. Like I had to go over uh, and with the old picture and like block out where people were and where they were sitting so that I didn't walk through somebody. Um, you know, Ghostbusters. So, yeah. Casper the ghost walks <laughs> through somebody. So if you actually watch that clip, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a point in there where I walk out and then I take a little step to the left because I'm actually walking around somebody who's not there, mm-hmm. but they are in the other picture. So there was a lot of setup to that and a lot of like, like measuring and trying to figure out distances and camera angles and all kinds of stuff that at the time when I mentioned it just kind of off the cuff, like that would be really cool if I could do that, if yeah. I could do that. And then it became, you can do that. You're, and, you're, and then it became, how the hell am I going to do that? Yeah. And then I sat up until 5.30 that morning. Um, the, the video was released at 7. The video was finished at 5.30 a.m. So in between um, that time when I started working on it after the kids went to bed, uh, that's the time that I set. I had to go, okay, now I have to figure out how to do this. And that's one of the first things I did when I sat down with that video was like, okay, now how do I do this and make it look good? You yeah. know, but also I really didn't have a clue. It yeah. was just kind of one of those. And there wasn't really, not like I could go search for a YouTube video and say, you know, how to make a video where I walk out of a black and white picture. Cause there was nothing I searched. Um, <laughs> you should make a video. I should that. make a video. Of it. Uh, <laughs> but I did, you know, I just played around with things until it was like, Oh, Oh, well, Hey, that worked, you know, and how can, yeah. how can I modify that and change that? So the barn owls very much kind of keep us moving forward. I think they give us perspective too, cause we're stuck on the hamster wheel. I don't want to say we're, that sounds bad. Well, it's it not like, like it's, in a bad way, but like it's constantly like, I mean, you have to admit, like it's constantly like put one video out and immediately move on to the next. And, and try to make it creative, try to make it something different, mm-hmm. but not, I don't want to make anything boring. I, I yeah. never, I, you know, I just, there's, there's certain types of videos that I've watched too, where it's, you know, they, people come out and it's just like, uh, I, I can't watch this because, yeah. you know, whether, you know, it's the, you know, it's like the fact that we use B-roll and we're constantly cutting to different angles. You know, like if I had to, I can't watch a video with 10 minutes of somebody just sitting there talking. Yeah. You know, so I mean, doing stuff in our style, but at the same time, sneaking in these little tricks, you know. Um, we have th- to keep it fresh. And the barn owls, I think, I mean, not every video that we put out is like award winning. Like, yeah, I mean, there's, I think like my decorating the house video was like kind of boring. <laughs> And very much so, like, without outside our realm of, like, normal video content. Um, And sometimes there's just, like, there's nothing to make content about. (laughs) You know, like, let's be honest here. Like, we struggle sometimes for for video ideas. So It's amazing to me, though, that I can have, for the lack of better words, like, writer's block. 
for days on end. And then like, okay, I have to have a video out on Sunday. And then Saturday afternoon, it's like a light bulb goes off. Yeah. Oh, I can do this. And then that turns into a, a good video. Yeah. Um, but I'm so, I'm, I'm super frustrated with like being so far behind and, and we're working on it this week of trying to get a little bit ahead, but it's already Friday. Sunday's video is not done. Like you have plans to try and get Tuesday's video done a little bit earlier. Like we're actively working on it. on like managing our time better, being more prepared and not like, l- like pushing things right up to the wire. Mm-hmm. But we're both like, you're, I, I'm more so than you are, but like, I'm a procrastinator to the end, like for sure. But I think like we both do better like under pressure. Right. I work better with a deadline. Yeah. So, so you have to switch that deadline perspective in your head. Like right. rather than Sunday at 7 a.m., it needs to be Saturday at 2 p.m. Or so, right. you know, and, and then farmer's market screws up the whole Sunday video production and stuff. But like, you know, like when it's it, it drives me crazy when it's Tuesday or Thursday and it's 459 and you're like upload, publish, go, <laughs> you know, like we got to, we're, we're really actively working on it, but it, it just takes the littlest, tiniest thing to, to derail the whole back end of things for us. You know, right. it, it's like, it's a cow on the highway and a simple project can turn into an eight hour project. And, and now it's no filming, no production time. And now we're up against the, the wire. The podcast again. itself is actually a perfect example. Oh, it's horrible. Because <laughs> we've never actually had a set time when we record the podcast, we've never said we're, we're going to, re- you know, like block out time and say, yeah. this is, we have to do that because up until now we've kind of done this whole, um, you know, we'll get to the podcast when we get to it. And then that never works because other stuff constantly yeah. comes up and it can be something as simple as Mackenzie, you know, we're getting ready to do, you know, right now it's a pain in the butt because we don't have the office built yet and we're constantly moving around, but you know, Mackenzie gets a cut. And, you know, she needs a Band-Aid. You know, that can throw off your good yeah. couple hours. I mean, we know, missed it because last week because it was just, um, you know, you make video. You had to go to the museum to do research, which, again, was like Friday afternoon. You're going to the museum to do research for a Sunday video. Uh, yeah, and it was just a... I know when I was with without I was with the director of the museum, Robert Henning, great guy. If you ever make it to Gillette, stop by the Rock Pile Museum, but and say hi to Robert because this is. Can I tell this funny story? Because yeah, yeah. I go in to the to the museum, and I'm talking to the receptionist or the gal at the front desk. Not a receptionist, but she's like a greeter kind of thing. And I'm talking to her about what I'm pl- what I'm doing and what I'm planning on doing. She's got and like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, look she's kind of got the deer in the headlights look. Um, talking about the YouTube channel, that kind of thing. And then I hear from the back of the museum, I know that voice. And this guy comes out, and I'm like, Oh, who's this dude? Yeah. And it's the director of the museum, and he says, We watch your channel all the time. We love it. My kids love it. Yeah. And uh, you're inside, you're like, ka-ching. I was like, yeah, okay. So, yeah, putting it off to the last minute. We're in like Flynn here. Yeah, so I went and sat in his office for three hours. We went through things on the computer. We looked up amazing stuff. Um, Lots of stuff that didn't make it into the video. Lots of stuff that didn't make it into the video, but um, stuff that I never, ever would have been able to find otherwise. So being able to, you know, to do that. You know, that maybe I did tell him, I was like, I should have been here a week ago Mm -hmm. talking to you. But at the same time. It did work out. I know, but there's going to come a time, like, when your tooth thing happened on a Friday, like, I mean, because we had nothing done, you had nothing done, like, let's just be honest, like, you know, and you you did try and film on Saturday and stuff, but, like, something like that, like, it causes us to miss videos, and it's not the end of the world, and our subscribers are super great about understanding, and, you know, life happens. Some of them are. 
Um, we just got to get ahead, like even just like a day. <laughs> and this is the week that we're really trying to, to Push make forward. that happen. Yeah, so, but again, know. like the days are ticking away. But then man. now this week, you know, there's no school. So we've got kids at home, <sighs> which they, that kind of throws a wrench in things because now you've got three kids running around the house where normally we might have a little bit of quiet time to be able to do something that's not going to happen. So it's working around. It, I've always said that, you know, I love the YouTube thing. I love the social media thing. And I love getting our message out there and bringing people closer to agriculture. But the moment it starts to adversely affect our family, that's when, it, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. So. And that's know, why I'm, we missed a podcast last week. Like it just was not. If I wanted Christmas to happen on Tuesday, like <laughs> podcast on Friday could not happen. And again, procrastinator, put stuff up. I did start shopping super early, but those last minute things, like I had a list a mile long to mm-hmm. get through. We I'm, had stuff. We just didn't have it wrapped. Um, but I still had like little odds and ends to pick up around town. I ran errands for three hours with three kids. Like it was a bit rough by the time we got home, you know, and like we were having friends out for dinner on Saturday and, and it's, it's trying to like do YouTube and like, this is a full-time job, but like still take care of the ranch and the gardens. And, you know, we had farmer's market the week before, which threw a wrench in like our plans, um, you know, take kids to school, have parent art day, you know, Lincoln had a party on Thursday for Christmas. You know, it's like, do all those things, make Christmas happen, which is way more important than anything else Mm -hmm. for our family. And yeah, it just, you know, we had to sacrifice the podcast and I don't think we got up Friday morning and said like, we're not doing it. Like, I think it was, I think you asked me, you asked me, do you still want to do a podcast? And I said, I'd really like to, it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. And you know, there is that, you know, once the office is done and stuff's set up and we're, you know, it doesn't take us a half an hour to plug in microphones and get computers ready and everything else and figure out where to do it and get kids situated. And, you know, once the office is done and then we have a, a dedicated space that'll make a difference we can too. make a dedicated time so yeah. i mean we're I feel trying like we've been talking about like getting this office done forever but. i know well and that's trying to find time for you to work on the office and stuff too has been kind of a fiasco and yeah. um i think the hard thing too with our lives is like you can't ever say just like i'm going to spend eight hours on youtube mm-hmm. like it, it's where our days are so like chopped up and broken up and like do this with the kids and and do this little YouTube thing and post this on social media and answer these emails and then, you know, go, you know, do something else outside ranch related and then come back in. I mean, that's just our lives, but it's hard to like, it's hard to block out like long periods of time where you can actually be super effective on like one thing. I think we're doing a really good job of like spreading ourselves around. (laughs) Is that the right way to say that? I don't know. But sometimes I do think we're spread too thin. Occasionally, and I think that you know, as we move into 2019, we're talking about resolutions and stuff like that. Is allowing people to help us, yeah. you know, like that's one thing. Like with the barn owls, we were talking about earlier, the fact that I never would have the first year that we were doing this, and that was the the year that we said we're going to give it a year. Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, we're going to see what we're doing and see if we're going to continue with it. Uh, in that first year, I never would have even not not for a sake of arrogance or anything like that, but I don't think I would have accepted help from people uh, who wanted to help in that first year, just mm-hmm. because I think I had this mindset that like, okay, we got to see what we can do by ourselves. But I think you started talking to Matt, like at the end of 2017 or something. And yeah. Matt's like our original, like super Barn fan, Owl. Barn yeah. Owl. Um, but it was a long time. It was months until we like used, you used him for more than like a sounding board. Yeah. And excuse me. Um, it, yeah. And, and I think, 
I struggle with it, like, even in the gardens and stuff. Like, I need help. Like, I've grown to a point, like, I can't do it by myself. But, like, it's hard to accept help. And I'm a control freak. And I'm like, oh, they're not going to do it right. And I, I have to let go of that and figure out how to allow more help. But I think... Like, we had to do YouTube for a year kind of on our own. We could have approached it differently. Like, there's some people that go into it, like, with a they team of people. They hire an editor, and they have all this stuff right off the we bat. We had no money <laughs> to do any of that stuff. Um, and we still don't, um, just because of the way we want to prioritize our, our finances. But So we're kind of left doing it alone. But I think, I think we approach things in a solitary manner because ranching is a solitary profession. That's true. I guess I didn't and, think and about that. And for years, anymore. we've been kind of doing things on our own with minimal help and minimal input you know obviously my mom has a the ultimate say in, in how things are done but um but how many things are done without her even knowing that they happen <laughs> yeah i mean she doesn't micromanage and doesn't want like the day-to-day report of like what you did every day mm-hmm. um and there's only for a, a f- while she did that was, that was a fun time <laughs> yeah that was a fun time for me uh, and there's only a few times of the year where we need help on the ranch branding selling calves in the fall and preg checking. You mm-hmm. know, that's when we call people to come and help us. If push come to shove, though, like, we would do it on our own. Right. You know, so three times a year we need help. Otherwise, like, you and I can handle it. But you can handle it by yourself. As, you know, we move forward with this, like, we, we were just talking about it before we started recording the podcast, is I've got a friend of mine who I've met. Um, I met her in Cincinnati when I went for that conference. I saw her again in Dallas. And she's a social media guru. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, do we go to her and say, hey, can you can you help us and, and help us grow what we're doing? Because it, it does eventually get to a point where, yeah, you can we can keep growing. You know, we're yeah. doing what we're doing. We can keep growing that way and get our couple couple hundred subscribers a day, which is great. I'm very thankful for it. But is there more? or better ways or smarter ways that, that we can do things in order to, you know, do we, you know, there, there are people that ask their subscribers to, to go out and email, um, email good morning America and tell them that, you know, you should have these people on your show. Um, yeah. you know, we, there, there's people that ask subscribers to do that. I honestly, I don't know if I'm comfortable doing that. I do have, you know, Friends, or you know, and occasionally I'll get an email where somebody's like, "Hey, there's a, a show on this channel," and I sent them an email and told them about you or something like that. Yeah, you know, um, I'm not interested in going out and chasing after a TV show on Discovery Channel. That's not what what we're doing here. But going on um, a TV show as a guest and yeah, talking doing... about what we're doing could be a game changer mm-hmm. for what we're doing. But you know, then then you're then you're relying on other people to help you out. And you're right. I think it very much that whole solitary rancher lone wolf thing <laughs> kind of does come into play because you know when we we left an office building where we had people surrounding us where I could tell people hey empty my trash cuz I don't want to do it yeah. to a place where it's like not okay, that you did that I mean not that's that I did that I wasn't like but... that but um, you know but I could I could delegate yeah, very we, easily. Yeah. I could say, you know, hey, I don't want to. I can't. I don't have time to do this report for Boston. I need you to go and compile these reports and then give them back to me. I'll review them and then I'll send them yeah. on. And I'll take all the credit. Um, now there's not. That's how it works. I know. That's how it works. Yeah. I heard rolled her eyes at me, but that's how it works. <laughs> no, it does. Um, but uh, yeah, I, here I couldn't do that. You know, we we came here. There was no ranch hand. 
I, I have had a few ranch hands over the years, but you have, you know, 14 year old kids who really, sometimes you know, you the can benefit does not sometimes, the cost. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it doesn't work out that way. And, and you still have to, you know, follow them around and make sure that they're doing what they're doing or go check on them every 10 or 15 minutes and make sure that, uh, you know, when they're weeding the garden, they're not pulling out, uh, potatoes when they're, yeah, weeding, it's so you know, hard. that kind of thing. Yeah. So being able to, you know, being that lone wolf in the, in the entire situation, I think definitely did play into YouTube when we started in and it was like, you know, yeah, you are on your own. You, in fact, I remember the first time I ever started talking to another YouTuber who was Andy Miller, uh, from Bolt Works Today, who has nothing to do with what we do. Mm -hmm. But, uh, Andy sent me an email, said he was watching our channel. I wasn't watching his channel. Honestly, I had no interest in sailboats at that time, (laughs) but, um, you know, we got, he just sent me an email and he was kind of in the same boat where they're same boat. Uh, he, he had the same, same thing. And we started talking and it was like, Hey, it's to be able to talk to somebody else who is in this same situation yeah. who is, cause it's very isolating. YouTube is, oh, super. Uh, and social media can even be, which is so weird because it seems like it should be the other way. You're putting your, you're dealing with thousands of people. It shouldn't be an isolating experience, but here in our situation, because we're not traveling around, we're not meeting different people. We're not, um, doing vlogs from, you know, the city, Disneyland, Disneyland, whatever (laughs) else, uh, it is very, it's very isolating. So being able to talk to Andy about what was going on was that first step towards, okay, now there's, you know, I, I get a different perspective on what's going on. And then Matt came into the picture mm-hmm. and, and being able to talk and I'm and talking to Andy, I talked to him during hang one time I was, I was driving around in circles and we talked for hours yeah. just about YouTube and what was frustrating about it and what, yeah. what can be done better. And, uh, you know, and then you, then you, then you start talking to subscribers and there's always that, Oh, should I talk to this person kind of thing? You oh, know, yeah. like because you there do. is very much like there's some people that, you know, you don't you don't know them, obviously. I mean so and I've we talked don't to a know. bunch. Matt could nothing. I, I don't think Matt's lying to us. Don't think for a second, Matt, that I think you're lying to us. But at the same time, like it's not like we've run a like FBI background check on them or anything. Like <laughs> yeah. I mean <laughs> you yeah, know, like I mean, <laughs> I've I've talked to people who uh, you know, they've sent me emails uh, and I've said, Hey, can I give you a call? You know, just no. random folks. Oh, I've, you I've have called. Yeah, yeah talked you to, have called. People, I've talked yeah. to Jerry. I've talked to uh, people that became moderators. I've mm-hmm. talked. I, you know, just well, you we have know. to do some like vetting essentially before they become a moderator. Well, it's so. nice to talk to people, but they got my phone number right off the bat. You know, maybe you that was the smartest that. thing in the world. We have a burner phone now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're moving up in the world. <laughs> but uh, you know, just that being able to get that different perspective. So when it comes, you know, when it comes into 2019, um, and you know, we want to grow, we want to to make things happen, and you know, being able to rely on the people who really do care, the people yeah. that send us emails, the people that we have gotten to know and being able to say, you know, Hey, can you help me out with this? Or what do you think of this idea? I mean, without subscribers, we don't have a channel. So I think in my mind, it absolutely makes sense to, to have a group of, of subscribers that we value their input and we value everybody's input. We don't always listen to it. Um, <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, I think, I think in the beginning and even now, like some of the, the, comments that were really critical of us and like at the time seemed like a big punch to the gut and like oh this person hates us and that was so mean and that was rude like when you could take a step back and look at it like critically or objectively like it was like oh maybe they are right like maybe our delivery does need to change maybe this video was boring like what do i need to do to make this 
better, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I think some of those, that first year, that like formative year, (laughs) you know, there were some harsh comments and not that we don't get them now, but I I think if we had not listened, and I think this is one of the reasons, biggest reasons why YouTube channels fail is like, you have to, you have to think from like the viewer's perspective. Cause if, if you don't have viewers, you don't have a channel. It doesn't matter how great you think your content is. Like you can think, I mean, we can, we make even like Sunday's history video. Like, I don't know what's going on with the algorithm or notifications, but like in granted it was Christmas time. You didn't get the views that we normally get on a video. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that can be like very discouraging from the creator side of things. Like, look, I did this amazing thing with this black and white photo and people aren't watching it, but I put bowls out with the cows and it gets 300,000 views, you yeah. know? So it's, it's, it can be really frustrating, but it always, Honestly, if we were chasing views, I would put out a video every week that has a bowl in it. Why do people? Lo- Why do you guys love the bowls so much? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we need to put the bowls on Insta- Instagram stories. But I get, but I do get emails where people realize that, and I've actually had somebody send me an email that says, you know, if you want, if you're chasing views, put out a a bowl video every week, and you could do that. Obviously. It's not like long-term interactive subscribers, though, which we've always like said we would rather grow slowly to have those. Like our subscriber to view ratio is amazing. Like people that have sixty-five thousand subs don't get twenty thousand views on a video in a week. Like mm-hmm. we're way above average on that. Um, we the amount of comments that we get or the amount of people that come to our live streams is way above average. I've seen channels with three hundred thousand p- viewers subscribers that only get 300 to come to live streams and we push 600 every time like we're above average in a lot of ways because we've grown slowly and tried to create like good core content that like creates a like super fans well i think there's the message too like if we put out a bowl video every week there's no message to that yeah and being able to do different things like you know we've done a lot with the history this year and talking about gilbert and and the background behind that and of course the history series that we're working on about the history of the ranch or um the the country of origin labeling you know Mm -hmm. um the cost of ranching things like that that are different but also build that community feeling where you know somebody can watch the cost ranching and say hey i am in this exact same boat i still get the emails where people are like you're full of crap and this is all made up just to make somebody feel bad for you and i don't want to make anybody feel bad for me i want people to know that it's not just thousands of acres and rich people sitting out here um you know, doing their thing. You know, you see somebody driving a hundred thousand dollar tractor or a hundred thousand dollar, hundred and fifty thousand dollar combine. Yeah, they're making payments on that thing. Yeah. You know, that's that thing's costing them money to have in order to put food on your table. And I think that so many people drive down the highway and they see all this land and they're like, oh, you know, another rich farmer. Um, and yeah. That's not and you so, don't see the bank knocking on the door every other Tuesday. Yeah. Or to the phone calls the where you're like, you know, yeah, I know the payments do, but you know, we're selling calves. This happened with hay this year. Yeah. You know, like I had to call my hay guy and say, we, you know, we took a chunk of money from YouTube and put it towards hay. But I also had to call Mark and say, we're not selling calves until October. Is there any chance that you can let this ride until we sell calves? Because we did not have the cash to finish paying no. for that hay. So there, there's definitely those kinds of things that people never see who, you know, but they but they, they have this idea in their mind when they're driving along. They do see a nice green tractor. How many times do I get crap for having clean tractors? And it's like, you know, yeah, that paint's really expensive, but it holds up. You know, mm-hmm. well, well, you store them inside. That's all there is to it. 
And then it's, then it's like, I'm catching crap because I have a building to park a tractor. Yeah. In, you know, <laughs> it's like a rabbit hole of like, yeah, it's just, it's just, how you, dare you? Uh, I think when was once we start judging people for what they have, like we've like lost the human spirit. I don't know. Like yeah. it's, it doesn't, Gilbert worked really hard and Gilbert worked his whole life for this place. And like, we know. were so lucky to be able to walk into a situation where we were set up. Yeah. But we, it doesn't we mean We haven't that- had to spend a whole lot of money. On the extra crap, like but you know, buying hay, tractors and yeah, the hay bill though is like right. literally killing the ranch. Like if we have to go another year and buy hay, like we don't know how we're gonna do it. Well, like we're let's spend, be honest. You know that's why this, you know, like the YouTube money um, goes into a bank account and it just sits yeah. nine times out of ten. Now then, then we have to say okay, like we took pretty much everything we made in the last two years on YouTube went towards hay and still didn't pay that $50,000 bill or whatever it was for hay. So you have other, you know, obviously you have to say, okay, now this next year we want to grow. Mm-hmm. We want to still be, if we have to buy hay, we want to be able to pay for the hay. And, but do we also say, okay, like that person I was talking about to help us with social media, do we pay her to help us out to grow in that way? See, uh-huh. you spend money to make money. It's such a big gamble. It like is. How or do you hire an employee? And now all of a sudden, okay, now we're out that money that if we come to uh, June and all of a sudden we're like, oh crap, we're going to end up, because we know in June if we're going to have to buy hay. Nine times out of ten, June, June, July, somewhere yeah. in there, we're going to know. But by August, we start getting hay delivered. Yeah. So it's so, a pretty short window to, like, raise some money. Raise some money or <laughs> fire people. Do we hire somebody and then go, oh, crap, we're going to have to buy hay. We're going to have to let you go. Thanks for helping us yeah. out for, you know, a couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah. so there, there's there's those kinds of things that are going to come in the next year. It's not all sunshine and roses behind the scenes. And, like, we don't share 100% with the audience so no the podcast is kind of a nice place and Aaron kind of rolls her eyes every once in a while when I talk about stuff but like I'm not on video so I can roll my eyes yeah there's there's you know some things that you know that you're going to hear here on the podcast that you're not going to hear anywhere anywhere else yeah you know because if we get more podcast followers we're going to have to tone it down tone it down just, well they can go back and listen and like oh listen to that yeah um, you know they're going to hire somebody and then fire them two weeks later when they find out I have to buy hay uh, <laughs> we try to make smart business decisions and like from the very beginning uh, we approached this as a business it took us like a year and a half to get to the point that when we could the social media thing as a business yeah, yeah. YouTube it's I mean, a it was separate always, business from the ranch altogether yeah it's uh, but it relies on the ranch if yeah. there's no ranch, there's no YouTube. No, YouTubers always dream of, like, making enough money on YouTube that they can quit their day jobs. And, yeah. like, we don't get to quit our day job. Like, we dream of hiring employees to, like... So that we have time to continue doing something yeah. else. Yeah, but then, like, are we, we worry about this. Like, are we being dishonest? Like, if you're not out feeding the pigs every day, can you go make a video about the pigs? I don't know. See, that's where we run in, we're going to run into situations like this. Next year, I'm, I've got a couple speaking events that I have to go do. Somebody's going to, well, I don't have to go do them, but I'm going to go you're do choosing them. choosing to do them. I'm choosing to do them. So somebody has to be here to take care of stuff. So I call up Gary and I say, hey, man, can you come up and feed or can you check cows while I'm gone? One of them is actually in the middle of calving. Um, and so that's going to be an interesting situation because I'm going to be gone, you know, 1500 miles away for at least a couple days during calving. So, you know, being able to, to prioritize what we're doing, but still, still being real in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think being honest too, I think that there is that, that factor that, um, if I'm off doing a a speaking engagement for FFA or F4H or whatever I'm doing. 
And then, but being able to say, yeah, I'm gone, but Gary is coming up to, to watch things. And if That's I can strap like, a camera to Gary yeah. <laughs> and be like, this is what's going on while I'm gone. And you know, here's yeah. what I'm doing. But it's also like a privacy issue in somewhat too. So like, yeah, we can tell people, but it can't be like while you're gone either. You know, like right. we've, you know, we have done that where we said we're leaving today for vacation. Like, honestly, like you guys aren't going to know where, when we leave, like after we get back, yeah. we'll probably tell you when, you know, Hey, we were gone. We have a trip coming up not going to tell you when it is. <laughs> and that's the, you know, getting ahead and, and, uh, you know, being able to still have our three videos a week and, and have our normal routine, you know, and that's just a privacy and a security, you know, type thing, you know, like we have to think about those things. Like people do stop by, you can't hardly film out in the field anymore yeah, without no, people ridiculous. honking and stuff. Like, and I haven't had to film anything outside for a while. I'm curious if I get the same reaction. Probably not. I'm not as famous as you. I'm not famous. Uh, <laughs> But, Aaron joked we should put a big sign up on the highway that says, please be quiet, we're filming. Filming in progress. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we'll probably always still share with you guys, like, when we leave the ranch and, like, do something. Will it be the day that we leave the ranch that you guys will know? Like, no, obviously not anymore. Like, with more subscribers comes more risk in some ways, but also become comes more success and more opportunities for growth. So we're not gonna we want more growth. Again, it's like that hamster wheel. Like you get fifty thousand subscribers, you want a hundred thousand subscribers. You get a hundred thousand, you want a million. Like we want to keep growing. We want to continue to share our message. I think, I think the interesting, yeah, I think it's that's exactly it is the message that that drives us. It's not about <clears throat> excuse me. It's not about making money. It's not about being famous. It's nothing like that. And it never has been for us. Mm -hmm. It's been about the message and being able to bring people closer to agriculture, however we can figure out how to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, in the beginning, in the very beginning, it was about showing what we were doing. Yeah. And then it became about the story and about the family and yeah. about things like that, that, that bring people closer. So next year, you know, who knows, it could be God knows what, but I think it's definitely like, I will, I, I will be hundred percent honest. Like the money side of things, like we've talked about this a little bit, like it is nice to finally be able to like have some sort of consistent income from YouTube and from other sources and, and the website and Patreon and stuff. And like, um, it, we understand it could all go away tomorrow, but it, it's nice. And it, it allows financial security for the ranch and for our own family. And, and, you know, we're trying to be super smart about the money and, and provide for our children for the future and for when this goes away. Because mm -hmm. there's going to come a point where we're going to say, this is enough. It might be a year from now. It might be 10 years from now. It might be 50 years from now. We might be old and gray and still making videos. Yeah, I don't I know. <laughs> but um, it's definitely not about the fame. Could you imagine, though, if we if we did this for 10 years? And being able to go back to the beginning and be, and even the kids to be able to see that progression through their life, also through our life, through the ranch and, and the channel. There's yeah. like, it's like we have a bunch of different entities that are involved in this that, that could watch our whole, entire, a good an chunk of our life lives. go yeah. by literally. I mean, not to be too morbid, but you could watch me die on camera at some point, you know what I mean? <laughs> it could be like, know. you know, from, you know, beginning Accidents to end. happen. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's so weird to me that, you know, you do, you know, that, that we do have to be smart about it, that we do have to, but we also rely on the subscriber. Yeah. You know, there are, um, you know, you can watch YouTube for free. YouTube doesn't cost you a dime. You watch that ad, you know, so if you're watching YouTube and you're not watching ads, you're not supporting 
us, you're supporting YouTube. Yeah, if you got ad blocker on, like that's cool. I mean, that's, that's totally fine. Point. But you're supporting YouTube at that point. You're not supporting the creator. Yeah. I mean, YouTube's watching. technically not making any money either, but they can still say we YouTube's, had. YouTube's getting something out of it. They're getting stats and numbers, and we do too. But you know, if if you're just looking at like black and white dollars to view ratio, like if you've got ad blocker on, or you skip that ad within five seconds, which do I mean, if you don't want to watch the ad, don't feel like you have to watch the ad. Uh, if you have ad blocker on, like. YouTube tracks how many how many views they have across the platform, how mm-hmm. many unique users they have, and you know they don't care how many ads are being. They do. I mean, obviously, they want to sell. They're making money. They want to, you obviously. know, yeah. But they, um, you know, there's different stats and different advertisers are looking for different demographics of like how many views across the platform, how many views in this genre, how many ads watched, how many click throughs. Um, you know, that's all, it's all broken down on YouTube and, and they're very much so using those numbers. So regardless of whether or not you watch the ad or you just watch the video, like they're using those numbers to their advantage. And so are we, um, you know, and we can say how many views we've had over the lifetime of the channel. It, we don't know how many views i mean i think it's in our analytics how many of those views have been in monetized playbacks yeah which is you know how many ads have been watched and stuff um so one way or another you're supporting the the youtube platform you know Mm -hmm. just by being there and thank you for being there we appreciate it (laughs) yeah and it's not like we have any other choice besides youtube there's been a thing going on right now and it's it's based basically in more conservative um, type channels who have had, a, you know, we had problems with YouTube with the bull video. Um, yeah, that, I think that's, yeah. I mean, obviously not, not the way we want that situation to work out. The monetization side of the bull video, like not being monetized, like fine. That's just a transparency issue between us and YouTube, which they could definitely work on their transparency of what is okay and what's not. But, you know, they didn't take the video down. No, no, <laughs> they just killed it. Stopped all the, they put the brakes on it. Yeah. But I mean, it affected us. Oh yeah, absolutely. We would be in a whole different place if that video had been allowed to do its organic, mm-hmm. you know, growth. And and you can say that, that a number of our viewers are probably more than likely leaning towards the conservative side of the pol- political spectrum. Yeah. And one of the problems that, you know, obviously that, that some people on the conservative side have is that YouTube, of course, as a company, just like Facebook or Instagram or Patreon, they're they're leaning more left. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree? Yeah. I mean, I think all the major tech companies are definitely more like leftist leaning. Yeah. Right. So basically, if you, the way that I look at it is, you know, people people do get mad. They get mad at YouTube and they're like, oh, you should get away from YouTube and go to some other platform and which you're going to run into the same problems. I rolled my go. eyes so hard you could hear it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, in a way, if you look at it, because if YouTube is leaning more towards the left, that us being a more conservative type channel, which I guess we are. I, I mean, don't we know. don't really. We just try and stay away from politics as much as possible. Right. Because you can't win. <laughs> you can't. You can't win either way. Um, you can't win with with ranching either. By the way, you, you know we're still. Bad I mean, yeah, that's. I think aspect. like people. Some people get mad at us because we don't talk about politics and religion and stuff. But it's like I feel like agriculture is such a controversial topic to begin with. Like mm-hmm. bulls doing bull stuff. Like and and what we went through with that. Like and, and more power to you whether you lean left or right, if you're on a social media platform and you're expressing those political opinions, like you do you, uh, we have enough against us <laughs> to start with, to start with. I mean, every time we sell calves, we're the worst people in the world. And like that hate never goes away. It's not yeah. like that video goes up and then like we deal with a week of comments and then it's done. Like we woke up the other day to like, I hope you would die kind of yeah. comment. Like, how would you feel if you woke up 
first thing, you know, of course, first thing you do is look at your phone, which is a horrible habit. But yeah, and like staring you right in the face is a, a essentially a death threat. Mm-hmm. Like, and then throw politics and religion on top of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the thing, the thing now, the big, the big. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say it's a big issue, but it it is coming out a little bit. Is the Patreon thing? Uh, we are on Patreon. You can go support us on Patreon for one dollar a month, and and it does help. It helps us out immensely because YouTube is constantly fluctuating mm-hmm. uh, with with income and and it and goes that, up and down twice a day. Right, like literally twice a day. It changes in the morning and it changes again in the evening. Like what our estimated revenue is for the last twenty eight days. Right. So Patreon is actually almost like that stable paycheck yeah. that we can count on and that and a lot of times that patreon stuff goes into uh what we're doing what we're making for videos uh you know donating money to the museum for helping us out with with these projects or we break a camera or the drone falls out of the sky because i'm not paying attention and i run I actually ran the drone into a telephone pole Wonderful. Um, i not, ran over a remote yeah i mean <laughs> things like that so that so but there is this push now where there's 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 certain people that are saying, you know, abandon Patreon, you know, because uh, they're they suppose and I, I you know more about this than I yeah, do. They, mean, they actually got rid of a certain creator who had a Patreon account, but he was very conservative, ultra right wing, like polit- I believe a political channel. But regardless of if it was political or not, like leaned right, super right. And um, yeah, I, we've gotten a few comments of, and it seemed like we hardly ever push Patreon, and it seemed kind of just like bad timing on your part that like you kind of have been like on Sunday's video or like support us on Patreon because we did this video and and made a donation you know, want to support the museum. And, uh, yeah, I mean, gosh, it's been like six months since you really pushed Patreon. And then all this Patreon controversy happens like in the last like two weeks that I don't even think we knew about, um, because we live in our own little bubble. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we've gotten a few comments of, a, uh, you know, I'm dumping you on Patreon and how dare you support that platform and use that platform because of what they did to this other content creator. And, um, and, and a, another big YouTuber with over a million subscribers made a video on tell, telling people that they should um, cancel all their Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, and So, subs- yeah, and a cont- creator that has a million subscribers making $20,000 a month or whatever he's making. Uh, plus more. I mean, I'm and sure. Sponsorships, sponsorships and everything and else is telling people to get rid of Patreon, stop supporting people on Patreon. The bad part, the nice thing about Patreon, not the bad part, the nice thing is that Patreon is when you aren't making any money from YouTube in the beginning. Patreon You is can there. do Patreon right away. And Patreon helps support your channel. Yeah, it takes a long time to get monetized on YouTube now. And even once you get monetized we made $15 $14 a month for eight months yeah like a long time like do you it cost us thousands of dollars to get to the point like we've gone through like it's end of the year it's tax time like we've gone through receipts cost us thousands of dollars to get through that first year Mm -hmm. and we made $14 a month for the first eight months but we had patreon like right and that's where that difference was made up and if you not thousands of dollars but I mean it was like it was kind of like a encouragement. Well, Patreon first bought our what did they they bought uh, the cam- one of the cameras yeah the, the DSLR the yeah, yeah exactly yeah so and that camera we're still using today mm-hmm. and that came through Patreon but you know if you're if you're dumping Patreon which is totally your choice you mm-hmm. know if you want to if you want to dump Patreon that's fine but I, I I want people to be aware that you're not number one you're not hurting Patreon no I mean they take thirty percent YouTube okay. is a forty five percent. 
uh, everybody has it. PayPal has a cut. Every, Every no matter, everybody gets a everyone cut. has a yeah. cut. If you send us a check, the tax man takes a cut. I mean, like, yeah, everybody's got a cut. Like, so, but my, my point here is that, you know, if you decide, if you're dumping Patreon, that's fine, but realize that you're hurting a creator. You're hurting whoever is creating that content for you. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going to dump Patreon and send them a dollar a month in a check, that's awesome. Do that. Keep it up. You don't have to do that. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just find it interesting that, you know, that there is no other option, you know, really. I think it's, it's the hypocrisy is strong <laughs> in this situation. When you, even with the amount of subscribers that we have and the income that we make off of Google, Google, YouTube, leans super left and there are censorship issues on YouTube. And you're still taking a paycheck and from Google. we're taking a paycheck from Google. I mean, that's who our money comes from, from YouTube. It comes from Google. And I think to say that Patreon did wrong and they shouldn't have censored this channel, fine. You absolutely have that right to speak on that issue. Use your platform. But to tell people to say, to dump their Patreon support for other creators, like I think that crosses the line. And especially when you're still taking a, a paycheck, for, unless you're demonetizing your videos and not, you know, not putting ads in front of them, to say that you're going to take a, a, a money from leftist leaning Google, but tell other supporters, other creators that they shouldn't use Patreon, when for small creators before that YouTube money really kicks in and gets to a level that actually can make an impact, there's lots of Patreon people that have very small followings on YouTube's but have huge followings on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole other social media platform. Like you can post, we don't, we're not good Patreon people. You do get benefits, but like you can use that to push your content out and your message out through Patreon. You're not just collecting money. And Patreon isn't only YouTube. It's people that are doing Instagram. People oh yeah, that are on all Facebook. over. Uh, anybody can have a Patreon. Yeah, anybody can have a Patreon. <laughs> uh, and, and to say, there might just have to be a few lean years for creators or lean times until an alternative to Patreon comes around. Like that irritates me. Well, like, that's going to kill a lot of creators. You know, if you yeah. if you put your time and effort into something, you you should get something back. I think for there's what also eventually you know, it's going to take time. Yeah, it takes a long time, and it, it's a long road to success on YouTube on social media. Um, you can't give up, and you're gonna. It, it, it's a long and winding road. But for another content creator to say that, like, we should not, and he, not like we were singled out specifically or anything no, to no, say no, that. No, not, at all, <laughs> not at all. But we did get, we have gotten emails yeah. and we've gotten, and I know exactly where it's coming from. Yeah. You know, but. Um, and we're being nice and not saying who it's coming from. <laughs> no, but that, I mean, it's just, you know, I got one this morning and it was, um, oh, that we were, that we were influenced. You could actually go back and find this on our channel if you really want to. Is it, in it. The, it was a comment. It was a right? comment, but, uh, that we are being influenced by YouTube and Patreon because yeah. we don't talk about politics often. And we, we don't talk about religion. We don't talk about religion. We are religious people. We go to church. We, I don't see how that's anybody's business right. though. Like, let's just be honest. Like, I'm sorry, subscribers, but there are some things that are our private matter. And well, our- the, the big thing in this comment was that we don't show how we are teaching our kids about God. That was the thing. None of your damn business. And it's like <laughs> our kids go to Sunday school. I mean, you know, they, they sat in church with us last week. Um, you but, know, yeah, it, it's it, just, it's just, it's just very, it's very odd that, you know, and my comment back was, you know, that you are judging people, yeah. you know, judge not lest ye be judged. It's, you know. you know, between the podcasts and the videos, it's an hour and a half of our lives every single week. Mm-hmm. That's it. And there are some things that will never be shown. Like 
like okay, so for Christmas we put a thing on social media, and there was a picture of us at the fam- of the family. We're at church in yeah, front of us. We came ice. out of church, and they had a nice tree set yeah, up. Nice we were little, like perfect picture. Yeah. Let's take a picture. But we didn't say we're at church, and like if you are on social media or in your life, and you want to talk about you know, your relationship with God and your church habits and, and all of that stuff. And I don't care. Like I, you know, more power to you. And, and, and our person, I care because it's good for you. Yeah. And it's not like it's a hidden secret part of our lives. Like uh, the people in our day-to-day life know that we go to church and stuff. It's just not a portion of our life that we choose to share on YouTube because like, like it or not, it's controversial. Like we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. There's Mm -hmm. people that don't want to watch us because they don't feel like we have enough God in our lives when it's just not we just don't have God on the YouTube channel. And yes, YouTube is super leftist leaning and we lean more conservative and we're dealing with animals and killing. I mean, like, let's just be honest. Like we make our money selling calves that essentially get fattened and you guys eat, (laughs) you know, it's, it's a hard enough genre to be on, on YouTube as it is. If we put politics and religion into it, like there's plenty of agriculture channels that have, Tons of politics and, and religion in it. More power to you. I don't Yeah, want because it. they're growing wheat and nobody's getting hurt, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just, it's hard enough as it is. And, like, we get to pick our battles that we place with, face with, like, Patreon and YouTube. And, like, we could, like, jump on this bandwagon and say, oh, we're going to drop Patreon and we're going to cancel that support. I, I, are we bad people because we don't? I mean, I don't think we haven't. I don't think we're dropping Patreon. Are we no, and, and the political things that we do decide to tackle. Um, you know, we did the the farm bill and the country of origin labeling, and I got hate mail from the uh, United Grocers Union and from USDA, and I mean all kinds of you know places that I didn't expect any backlash to come back. And we from. made a Super Bowl video last year, oh and like we God. lost like subscribers over that. Like we didn't say we support the NFL, and this is what we're talking about: is like no matter what kind of video we put out, like there's people that love it and there's people that hate it, and and like I think the Patreon controversy, like yes, I don't agree with what Patreon did to that creator. Like, and I, we don't know the whole story, mm-hmm. right? So only that creator and Patreon know the whole story. Now, whether or not they choose to share the whole story, time will tell, right? And I think Patreon will maybe have to make a statement. Maybe they won't. Lots of companies don't make statements anymore. It is what it is. I I just don't know why there has to, like, it has to be, like, black or white. Like, you either support Patreon and everything they stand for as a company, or you don't support them. Like, where's, like, the middle of the road here, people? There is no. Like, there's benefits. The entire, I don't know about the entire world, but the United States is very, very polarized by politics. You're conservative or you're liberal. And that's what you are. And it's very, it's, it's polarized. Our entire, this is way too political, but our entire system is very polarized at this point. Either you're a good guy or you're a bad guy, depending on which side you're standing on. And there's no more middle. I want to be in the middle. Like, I mean, people that like lean left or right are probably going to like hate me for that. Or like, I think that I want to be, if you're, if you're in the middle, you're not standing up for anything. That's the way that it's it's looked at. You either have to be, you know, for or against. And uh, I, I know Aaron probably better than anybody, and like there are things that Aaron is very, um, you know, she would be, you know, for one thing and, and against something, and those two things are almost like not working together. But yeah. at the same time, you know, that's life. I think if we just, you know, the- there are times that I'm selling calves, and I'm like, this this sucks. This, this sucks. is sad. We're selling calves. At the same time, we're putting food on our table. 
And other people's tables. And other people's tables. Yeah. Like, I think if you sip the Kool-Aid from, like, one extreme or the other, like, and and only sip that Kool-Aid, like, you got to dabble in the purple Kool-Aid, too, not just the red Kool-Aid. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's hard for me to, to, you know, and this had, this Patreon scandal had nothing to do with us. Not at all. Not at all. But then to get comments and but say. But it does, but it does, it filters down. It filters down. But to say, like, because we don't, um, you know, cancel our Patreon and how dare we ask for support from people on, you know, to use Patreon to support us, that we're bad people. And, like, I'm unsubscribing. Whatever. That's your choice, yeah. you know. And we'll see you later. Yeah. It, it's also our choice to use Patreon. I remember when we started Patreon, like, you we talked like to. It I didn't much. like it. No, I was like, like we all. can't ask them to give us money. And I still feel, like, guilty about asking. But also, like, I know, like now how hard we work and i think like when they say like creators might just have a few lean years how dare you expect me to entertain you for free for the entirety of my life or however long i choose to do this like yeah. and and maybe that's too harsh of a statement and whatnot it is a little harsh <laughs> but we put a lot of ourselves into this like we have given this essentially everything mm-hmm. And to not expect any rewards out of it is wrong. Like, yes, it was. It's it's always going to be about the message, like at the heart of it. But you know, we break cameras. We need to continue to grow and educate ourselves, and that means conferences. Like, if you want us to grow and you support the idea of the channel and the message of the channel, like it costs money. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know. There has to be some sort of compensation at some point. Like, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, like in our personal conversations. Like, if we, after a year, if we were not like seeing growth and income potential, like we were gonna quit. Luckily, we had some growth, not so much income potential. <laughs> no, we we stuck with it after that first year because of subscribers. Yeah, it had nothing to do with money because there was none. There was still none, and, and it's and now that we're at the point where yeah, we had to form an LLC because there is some money flowing in. It's not a lot, but there is some, and it's a, basically you can equate it to like a part time job mm-hmm. with um, full time hours. Right. So it, there is that coming in. So we had to form an LLC to be able to to figure out what to do with this. And but at the same time, it's still very much about people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that there are channels that become not about people. There's channels that become about products. There's channels that become about sponsorships. There's channels that become about what I can sell you or what, how much money I can make. Affiliate links. And you know, there's, there is that, but at the same, and, and not to I say don't we'll never. I, that's my biggest, biggest resolution. If we were talking about resolutions throughout this entire thing, 2019, my biggest resolution would be not to forget. About the subscriber. Not to forget. That's a double negative, right? <laughs> is, that, is that a double negative? I think about this. It would be to remember. There we go. That's, to remember the subscriber yeah. and the person. that That's the hardest thing to do sometimes because, yeah, if you look at 65,000 people that might watch this video, they don't, but 65,000 people that this video could be exposed to who subscribe to the channel. And... It's easy to lose that they're, every person um, has a mouse in their hand, you know, yeah. and they're watching this or they're holding their phone. And it's not um, 65,000 people sitting in, in the Superdome watching it, you yeah. know, all together. It's everybody's different life and everybody yeah. lives their own life just like we do. And so if you tie it all back together, we are a community. Yeah. And there's gray in the community. So I think, you know, just like... There's gray? There's gray. Like, there's not just, like, 
you know, there's channels that very much so push, you know, affiliate links and sponsorships and all that stuff. And that's fine. That's their choice. And, you know, we can say like, we don't want to forget the subscriber. And, and there's plenty of channels that I watch that say, I don't do affiliate links. I'm not doing, um, you know, free products. I'm not doing that stuff. They've chosen to take that path. Like, but there's not to say that like, we won't ever take a sponsorship opportunity. Like if it's right for us and right for the channel and right for the ranch, like it, I, I hate being all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think because we take one sponsorship that we have to take all the sponsorships because you get some ridiculous offers. Like, I get a lot of offers. That would be an interesting video yeah. to make. Like some of the ridiculous products that people have asked us to sponsor. Um, just a second, Lincoln. But there has to be there has to be gray. Like there has to be some opportunities that we take, some opportunities that we say no to. Um, if you want to support us on Patreon, that's fine. If you don't agree with what Patreon's doing and their censorship, that's fine. But you need to look at Google censorship and Facebook censorship and across the board. They're all leftist leaning. It's hard for me to say that this one's bad, but let me get my paycheck from over here. Please. Or you know the fact that I get. Uh, you know, a comment that says how horrible we are to um, to have a Patreon uh, account or whatever that's left to me on a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you shouldn't be watching this video in the first place, and you shouldn't know what I'm doing because yeah, you're mean, supporting that same thing that you're complaining that I'm doing. Yeah, if we're not supposed to support far left-leaning tech companies, like, you better go live off the grid. They have infiltrated our world. Right or wrong, they have infiltrated our world, and we all use them. Mm-hmm. And it's a game you play. We use YouTube to get our message across. We do have to play within certain rules, yeah. but in order to get our message across, we will use YouTube to and do that. they will use us to to make money. We are an asset to YouTube. Every channel that is bringing in views and users is an asset to YouTube. So it goes both ways. It's We do have to play within their rules. Oh, yeah. And they have to play within ours, too. Yeah. I mean, we can say we're done and mm-hmm. they'll lose the revenue from our channel and the views. And they won't care. But it's a drop know. in the bucket. But yeah, exactly. It's all right. Touchy well, subject. Uh, Sorry yeah. for all the. Sorry for the rants and rage there. Uh, Lincoln's <laughs> out here. He is done and we are done. So thanks for hanging out with us today. We hope we you will, have a great new year. Yeah. Very happy new year coming up. Uh, we'll see you in 2019 on Beyond the Ranch. Aaron and Mike bring you into their world. It's not just chickens and the Angus herd. So take off your boots, relax, and go beyond the ranch.